pleasure. Time wasters, he used to term them, but these days he would have been grateful for even a few of those. But nobody seemed interested in buying or selling, and thought Harry, if things carried on as they were, he would have to seriously consider cutting his staff. Well, he only had the two. Barry John Harrington had been with him the longest, the smart-arse, double-barrelled little shit, but he was a good salesman, there was no denying that, when there was anything to sell, that was. But Harry would far rather keep Jenny Mason. He watched her at work on the men. She could sell pork pies to rabbis, that girl, with her flirty eyes and those fantastic long legs. Get a grip, Harry, he thought. Concentrate. On what, though? He looked around the room. Barry was on the phone, gabbling away as usual, giving some poor recipient the benefit of his sales spiel. His feet were on the desk, and he was leaning back in his chair as if he owned the place. Harry felt like going over to him and flinging his legs in the air so that he toppled backwards onto the floor. Jenny was busy making coffee, and the smell was making him salivate. He always looked forward to his mid-morning coffee and biscuits. Barry usually popped round to Starbucks, saying the muck that Harry bought them was undrinkable. Ungrateful shit! Harry glanced back at the window as Jenny put his coffee down in front of him. He saw that, at last, somebody was looking in the window at the ads. His joy was tempered by the fact that he noticed Jenny had given him two arrowroot biscuits. So the chocolate digestives had run out yet again. He was spending a fortune. And what had he got to show for it? His last sale had been nearly six months ago. It just couldn't go on. It would have to be arrowroot biscuits on a permanent basis at this rate. Harry studied the young man standing in the pouring rain, crouched under a broken umbrella, the spokes dangerously threatening people as they squeezed past him on the narrow pavement. Could he be a possible buyer? wondered Harry, hope fluttering in his breast. He looked very young, though. But maybe he was rich. Perhaps Daddy was buying him his first pad? The doorbell tinkled, and his first potential customer for weeks stood before him. Jerry Bracegirdle saw at once that the price of the flats on sale was way beyond his budget. But he noticed that the estate agent was eyeing him hopefully. Business didn't look too good for him, poor chap, I don't think, Jerry grinned to himself. Estate agents had had a good run for their money, he reflected smugly, so it was about time they felt the pinch like everybody else. Estate agents were only one notch up from bank managers and traffic wardens in Jerry's eyes. Still, he thought he might as well go in and see if there was anything remotely within his budget. Jerry watched with amusement as Harry squirmed Uriah Heap-like to his feet and shook his hand. He also called him Sir. He wondered what he imagined he could afford. All the properties were way out of his league. If prices were to come down to a more reasonable level, then maybe he could sell some of them, but then, Jerry supposed, nobody had actually thought of that. Aye, said Jerry. I'm just looking at the moment. Are the properties advertised in your window typical of what's available? Because I really can't afford anything there. 
Harry eyed the young man closely. He was a clean-cut six-footer with dark, wavy hair, the type to appeal to women, he surmised, probably looking for a pied de terre to take the current squeeze to, and generally live it up. Well, good luck to him, he thought, but he wouldn't get what he wanted from him. The going rate was the going rate. What could he do about it? I'm afraid that the flats in the window are all around the same sort of price, depending on location, number of bedrooms, decorative condition, etc., Harry told him. If the price is quoted are too high for you, then I'm sorry, but I don't think I can help you. Another time waster, after all. Harry abandoned his Uriah Heap impression and sat down again. As Jerry shrugged and turned to leave, Barry John Harrington spoke up. What about that house in Bockhampton Road, Harry? Have you shown the gentleman that?